I saw a meme the other day. It was um, it was this guy. It was, it was from the Onion. It was a uh, punk rock alarm clock lets you fall asleep to the soothing sounds of your family uh, fighting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things I really liked about you right off the bat was I don't see punk rock gimmick. I see a legit punk rock. Yeah, I mean, I I just I'm just myself, like. Yeah, I've done some of the gimmicky stuff in the past, but yeah, pretty much 100% who I am for the most part. Except I'm not going around beating up people kendo sticks in my real life. But that's disappointing. <laughs> but I love the fact that every time I see you walk in the locker room, like you've got a fucking kendo stick with you, man. Like, is that just in your car all the time? Yeah, it's just something I thought I was just gonna do, you know, one show, and now it's like. Everybody's expecting it to bring, you know, I'm supposed to bring it to every show now, so don't want to let the fans down. How long have you been wrestling? So I started, uh, I'm coming up on my 19th year. Damn. Yeah, I, I've been doing this since I was 15. So I started in uh, the fall of 2000. How did you even get into it like that? I mean, like, if, if you started when you are 15, there's some serious insurance issues there. Yeah, uh, so I started with this company called uh, Rocky Mountain Championship Wrestling, RMCW, and they kind of had, like, a half-ass kind of approach to anything. They were just kind of trying to... They are pretty big scammers in all over pictures. They, they brought... A lot of great talent came out of that company. But, uh, so, literally, I... I was, it was a Saturday night, gonna go bowling with my buddies, my high school buddies, and we went to, uh, went to a gas station. We were gonna, we were gonna try to get some beer and stuff, like the kind of, whatever. You're waiting for some dude yeah. to walk in and be like, hey buddy, would you buy us some beer? Yeah, like, and we ended up running into, uh, he's retired now, but an old school guy named, uh, Cop County Crippler, Big Bubba, as a lot of the local guys know him as, and, uh, he seen I was wearing a Monday Nitro shirt, and he was like, "Oh, we got uh, tickets. We're doing a local pro wrestling. Like, you guys should come." Gave us comp tickets. Really? And then, yeah, at that time, I didn't even know anything that any kind of wrestling existed in Colorado. You know, you know, exception for WCW and WWF coming through town. Were you a WCW guy or a WWF guy? I. So I, I would say I was more of a WWF guy, but uh, I, my dad used to watch WCW, and then you know. Seen Jericho and Eddie and Dusty Rhodes when he was doing commentary and Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. I, I I was a huge Norman Smiley mark. That oh, was that's like awesome. that was so that was I was like I hate WCW, but deep down inside, like yeah, WCW is awesome. Like it's my two Jakers, Jericho, my hero. I say it every time. Yeah, like I, he's my he's reinvented himself like eight nine times. Like he he's my biggest inspiration. Like. Literally, I became, I knew, because of him, I became a pro wrestler. Like, I remember the exact moment when uh, 
he had that uh, he had that match on Monday Night Raw where he he beat Triple H for the, the WWF Championship and he held it what was like five minutes or something like that. I just remember just like being so emotionally invested in that match. I just remember like he was like raising his hand and then, like the belt around his waist. I was like. I told myself, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I knew it was my calling, like, right then and there. What was it about Jericho that stood out to you? <sighs> it was always, like, especially at the WCW, like, the the random promos and just, like, whatever was popular at the time, like, he always throw it in, like, the, you know, quoting freaking Hanson and all that stuff. Like, I just, his whole swagger and everything about him, I was just drawn to it right away. Uh... Especially, I, I think the stuff he, when he was feuding with Hoovy. Hell yeah. And, you know, talk about how he, he's all hideous under the mask and, you know, accusing him of stealing uh, his Dixie and Midnight Runners cassette or whatever. Like, I was like, to- I was totally drawn into him. Like, yeah, even like when I first started, like, I had to have tights similar to what he was wearing and stuff. Like, yeah, a huge, huge Jericho mark. Before we get too far into it, uh, we got to let people know where we're at right now. We're actually uh, pre-show at the uh, Rue de Palooza. Again, yeah. The uh, corner pocket. It's fucking bar wrestling. It's going to yeah. be packed. Oh, I'm stoked, man. Like, this, this whole thing, just, I'm just thankful to be a part of this. Me too. Me too. Like, uh, one thing that uh, really stood out to me, and I've mentioned this a million times in the podcast before, is how... How well y'all accepted me? Yeah, and, uh, and I was not expecting that to happen. Like, like honestly, like how far I've come in just a year is all because y'all took me in. Oh, of course, and, dude. Yeah, and you were the first match I saw for CSW. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I got actually a photo of you. I'll show it to you in a little bit of like you screaming into my camera. Hell yeah! It was, I'd been there for like five minutes into it. That's when uh, you just I'm like I love that guy. Like I got to get him on the podcast when we do it. Dude, I I marked out for you, man. So. uh one of my one of my good friends I broke into business with, he actually wrestled as Joshua Michael. Really? Don real Joshua Michaels. So I was like, man, yeah, Thank this you. dude's awesome. Like right away, I was like, hell yeah. There's a good card tonight. I, I did a I did a show for last last uh, week's uh, wrestling report. Wow. Uh, I think I might be wrong on all my predictions, <laughs> but uh, this this will come out on uh, this come out on Monday. Okay. Okay. Monday, so we'll, we'll know the aftermath by then. Uh, let's talk more about you. Uh, we've got some punk rock going on here. How'd you get into that? So uh, I had an older cousin that was he was playing a lot of bands and he'd always just like always give me cassettes and stuff, and I just remember like gave me uh it was like a compilation of the dead kennedys and it was just something that struck in me i was just like oh this is it like this is everything like it was it, i guess it was all like yeah it was all downhill or whatever from there it was like then i started hearing all these other bands from this and that just trying to piece everything together like yeah it just inspired you, like the, the way of life. Because it's one thing. I, even though I'm not, I'm not a punk rocker, but I absolutely appreciate your your way of life and uh, the ethos to it. Uh, at work the other day, they showed us. Uh, it was one of those dumbass team builders shits, and they showed this guy in like full tattoos. He's got a vest. He's got you know the the, the crimp like yeah. the, the perfect uh, pleated pants. Like, what do you think when? Was like the, the question was, what do you think of when you see this guy? And it was like because I, I, I work at a place that's. Um, pretty button up and yeah. uh, 
and everyone's like, oh, he's, you know, obviously a criminal or some yeah. other stuff like that. And my first thought was like, man, I bet this guy has a killer record collection. Yeah. That was the first thing that popped in my head. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or uh, where does he get his tattoos because they're too clean? Yeah. And, um, what did it, how did it speak to you? Because I, it, I absolutely would never believe that it's a gimmick for you. It's, it's I, pure, pure 100%. I've, I've always kind of considered myself kind of an outcast. So it was like, you know, all my friends were in all this poppy bullshit and I don't know, like, I, I invested more in the lyrics and just the whole, like, do-it-yourself attitude and, you know, living in the beat of your own drum and you know, doing things for you and not what everybody else thinks. Like, that totally speaks to me. Like, it just, it just feels right. No, and I agree, because that's why I said I don't think it's a gimmick at all. Um, well, how was your first match? Oh, so, uh, actually, uh, it was kind of random. So, the very first show I worked on was actually in my high school I was going to at the time. Which I thought, you know, fuck, man, I'm going to get laid, and, you know. Yeah. You go to all these parties because of wrestling this match. It didn't happen, though, but, uh... Uh, my trainer, uh, Lonnie Valdez, was in a feud with a guy named Cage, and uh, they kind of needed something to kind of add to their thing, so I was literally in the right place at the right time. Like, I wasn't even supposed to wrestle on that show, and they're like, well, well let's do this gimmick where you'll wrestle Cage, and I'll be the special guest referee, and I'll screw him over. Nice. So I went out there, got my butt kicked does a whole gimmick, hits his finish, I get thrown on top, one, two, three, like, first match, game put over, like, it was nuts, and then, you know, in front of my, in my high school, in front of my friends and stuff, like, uh, such an awesome memory, like, I was just so grateful to be broken in that way, like. You, you, this was in Denver, you're from Denver, right? Yeah. And then, okay, so we you get your first match, and then where was it from then? Like, it, like obviously, you gotta start paying your dues. Yeah, so, uh, there was this uh, this is like a whole line of doing like all these like crappy gimmicks that I didn't really want to but you know had to pay my dues and uh, what did they have you do so there was this uh, this this lady and her whole gimmick was she was a resurrected witch queen from like <laughs> like medieval times and she got like brought back to our time and like you know, like on on Frozen, like Captain America style and stuff, and I was one of her uh, minions. I, I literally looked like an Ewok, like the whole get-up. Like I remember doing some run-ins and the mask getting turned around, couldn't see, and like, well, I'm gonna bounce off the ropes, and whatever happens, happens. Like, where were you guys wrestling? Like, uh, so, gyms, uh, bars. yeah, a lot of high, a lot of high schools, rec centers, uh, car lots. Have you uh, done anything, like, back uh, backstage, like, when uh, WWE comes in? Like, are you with the rest of the boys, like, trying to get on TV? Uh, I snuck in backstage before. That that really didn't go over well, like... How'd you do it? Just, like... So, uh, one of, uh... One of my buddies just had the gift of gab and basically told the security guy where they're having all the talent park, the Pepsi Center. It's like, hey, you know, well, I'll word with the show and just start giving all these ridiculous names. And they let us in. And, like, I think if we would have acted like we were doing something and we were supposed to be there, like, we wouldn't have got, wouldn't have got caught. But Are you just standing there, like, just, like, wallflowers? Yeah, just wallflowers, trying to get pictures of people we see walking around. And then, like, somebody, like... 
somebody smarted us off when we got kicked out. But that was it was kind of cool to see that whole like you know big production and all that stuff. Like, did you see any of the wrestlers? We seen uh, we seen the Dudley Boys crash Holly. That was like. Crash talked to us, but like the Dudleys, like didn't want to give us the time of the day. Like, really? Like, are, who are these stupid kids? Like, who are they with? Kind of deal. Like, I'm surprised. I figured that they would have been the ones that'd be happy to see it. I, I kind of feel maybe they told us they were the ones like, hey, these guys were supposed to be here. Like, yeah, literally, like a couple minutes later, like, uh, who are you guys with? Uh, all right, you guys need to leave, <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> I, I snuck down, uh, we had nosebleed seats at Supercard of Water two years ago in, in New Orleans, and uh, they, no one was checking, so I just said, fuck it, I went down there, and uh, yeah. like, right at the beginning, when like it, when, when, uh, when uh, uh, Bubba was like, running around, I got, it was right on the, right on the barrier, and yeah. I, I got a fist pump, it was like, like I'm never going to wash this hand again, <laughs> like, the, the, the fist that has destroyed so many different people. Um, Alright, so we're here in Colorado Springs right now for Rudy Palooza, and Yes, how, yes. How did that happen? So I I left. I ended up leaving the company back in uh, April or May. This disagreement with the bookers at the time, and uh, it was kind of funny. Like I was, I was seeing all the stuff Randy was doing and all the turnaround, and I was like, man, I, I want to be a part of this. And it was just a coincidence. I was, uh, I was, at, I went to the Misfits show. And I was sitting there and uh, I was talking to my sister. I was like, ah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna shoot Randy a text or whatever. And like, he legit hit me up when I was talking about it. So we kind of like talked about it, and sealed the deal that day of the show. Like, he was like, I want you to come home, and that was pretty much it. Like. Like while you were at the show at the concert? Yeah. That, that was the, the when the original Misfits. All yeah, the original Misfits with the yeah. Distillers. Like yeah, just seeing at that show. Like we worked out the whole deal during that show. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, did he like was it that then right there the offer for EWO or? Yeah, he told me what he wanted. I because I was like I want to do something I've never done before. Like I've primarily been a face most of my career. I was like I'd, I'd like to heal it up. Like I don't want to do what I was doing last time. And do you prefer heel over face? I love both. It's just something new. Like, you kind of have to work almost harder to get the people to hate you. Like, you, you're definitely white meat. Yeah. Face to me, man. I, like, I, you, you can't not love. Yeah. Me. You know, I'm, I'm having fun with everything I'm doing now, and yeah, the, I guess anymore with everything, like the lines are blurred between hills and faces. I mean, do you even care anymore? I, I really don't care. Like, I think the best thing is you're getting a reaction. Like. If they're not making any kind of noise or even saying anything, like... You've got a problem. Yeah. Uh, what's some of the best uh, moments that you've had in CSW? Like, uh, so we're here now. Uh, you left the you left the company. You're back. How did you get into Ridgeland? So, uh... I... So I met Chris Chavez. Uh, he was refing at Lucha Libre and Laughs and Primos. And we just... We had a lot of common interests and stuff. And we, we kind of hit off a friendship, like, right away. And, uh... We were working these really, really crappy, like, little uh, lucha shows. Like, just up in Denver or all around? Yeah, up in, up in Denver. And, like, they were, like, literally doing shows like, in front of five people and whatnot. And uh, he just, like, told uh, he told me one day and a couple other guys, like, I'm going to start my own promotion. Like, 
there's nothing in the springs right now. So then, like, six months later, we had the first CSW show. So I, I think I was, like, the first guy that I, that he asked to be a part of this whole thing. So you're OG OG. Yeah. I, I actually had the had the first... Well, they had a... I guess I wasn't the first... I guess I was the first official match. They had, like, a dark match before. But I was, like, yeah, wrestled uh, one of my good buddies, partners, Polly B., and the first official match at CSW, so... How many people were there? We had a pretty good crowd. I, I want to say two, 300 people. Wow. Down the the hillside. Is that where it, like, it, it was for a really long time? Yeah, we, we ran there for a while, up until uh, Car Out United 2. Yeah, every month doing this. It was, it was a nice venue. It's just kind of pricey on end things and... Now, when it comes down to, because you were at the first show, how do you how do you evolve as a wrestler? How do you evolve uh, yourself? I mean, are you cutting promos in the mirror? Or are you? Yeah, I constantly, I con- I'm constantly cutting promos, driving in the car, always thinking of stuff, you know, at work or whatnot. I've I've pissed off a lot of my friends. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, how did how did your family like react to you getting into wrestling? So, uh, mom and dad really don't get it they warmed up to it uh you still have both your parents yeah right on uh the last couple years my dad's kind of gotten like oh like you know he's marked out when i show videos pictures but yeah at first like my mom was supportive more supportive than my dad he just didn't get the whole thing but they've never really came to any shows but they still like ah, be careful all that stuff uh, right out of my whole family, my sister's been my biggest supporter. Like, she pretty much goes almost all of the local shows. I met her. What's yeah. her name? Is it not? Uh, Connie. Connie, yeah. Yeah. No, she was, I think she were friends on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. She was like, that's my brother. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah, he's one of my favorite dudes. <laughs> yeah, she was like, any time she gets her, I'll always come out and support the local scene. Yeah, any, uh, any differences that you see from Denver to Colorado Springs? Um... I mean, we, like, the talent pool, like, we use a lot of the, it's a lot of the same guys, like, going back and forth. Uh, I just, it seems almost down here, like, I think just because I wasn't wrestling here for many years, it's like, they these people are just, like, so crazy, you know, like, they pop the littlest things, like. Do you have to pay more attention to what you're doing because of that? Uh, no, it, just, it honestly makes it easier. Like, you could just throw a suplex and they go nuts. Like, so do you think they're smarter or just way more into it? I think they're just way more into it. And I think they're just excited to finally have have this back down here. How do you how do you feel about wrestling now that it's gotten so exposed and the, the, the term, like, smart mark exists? Yeah. My only thing is, you know, all these guys want to bitch and complain and all this stuff. I'm like... About what? What are they bitching? You know, people want to complain, like... About certain people going over, this guy not getting a push, and, or you know, it's like you need to enjoy it for what it is. Like just enjoy the wrestling, like get lost in it. Like, but you really haven't had that problem because everyone like genuinely loves you. That that's uh, he, very rare. Yeah, like I, I'm totally thankful for that. Like, 
Like, I don't think, uh, like, I can't think of any time I've had to, like, in any way think that you would have to get over because you're already over. And I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not jock riding here. Uh, that first match I saw him, I'm like, God damn, that was so much fun. And every single time I see it, you do something different. Um, how do you do that? Like, because I would see you, like, if I take one look, you know, I'd maybe assume you were a brawler, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. But you do something different every match. And, uh, that sort of, yeah, I'm a smart mark. I'm one of those yeah. assholes. But I, I noticed that sort of thing. Uh, you slave over that? That's like, is it late at night? You something pops in your head? Yeah, I'm like, I'm inspired by all kinds of things. Like, even though I can't do that stuff, like a lot of the cruiserweight guys and the New Japan guys, like, I'll try to, like, oh, maybe I'll try this. Like, no one's gonna think a big guy is gonna try that or whatever. Like, all kinds of things usually pop in my head. Not always wrestling, like, comic books and movies and whatnot. Like, what comic books are I'm a huge, huge X-Men mark. Really? Yeah, uh, New Mutants was, like, the thing that got me into everything. Let's do this. So, like, it's so dorky, but, like, always being the outcast kid in school and whatnot, like, such a lame character, but, like, Cypher was, like, one of my favorite X-Men. Cypher is one of my absolute favorite X-Men. Hell yeah. And I have stolen his power in every single game of d and I've ever played, and, I, <laughs> and because of that, it makes me so much more useful. Why wouldn't you want to learn how to translate Exactly. I was like, you know, it was like, yeah, you know, they always like found some way to use it for yeah. mission or whatnot. So I, I was really drawn to that. And then like the '92 like cartoon series, like my god, like we were talking about that at work the other day. That uh, they did it right. They didn't, yeah, they didn't fuck it up. Uh, I was a kid. I was like, I want to say maybe 10, 11, and like it's not that like we were like broke or anything like that but my parents are buying me comic books like five or six a week it was yeah. maybe five or six like a month yeah. or every three four months so I'd reread stuff over and over but because of X-Men yeah. I know the legit storyline yeah. like you'd even see at the bottom written by Chris Claremont like Jesus they got Chris Claremont to read like yeah. this and so yeah pop 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 we, we know what, what happened um have you ever read Extinction Agenda? I have. Uh, everyone always tells me no for that. That's like probably my second favorite X-Men yeah. storyline. What's your favorite? Um, so like, uh, what was his name? Uh, Chuck Aston, I believe his name was. When he was doing the whole thing when Juggernaut was on the team, like that was like one of my favorite eras of the book. But it was uh, the friendship between him and Squid Boy, that little mutant fish kid, like... That's probably one of my favorite stories, and he ends up getting killed by uh, by Black Tom, and yeah. You know all those guys are back now, right? Yeah. Have you, have you been reading House of X or Powers of X? I, I, I've been kind of in the middle. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, being a huge X-Men mark, like, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's really different. I, I, I'm giving it a chance. New Mutants. Awesome. Uh, how did you feel about Fatal Attractions? That was an awesome, awesome, awesome story. I, especially the artwork for the covers, like we got uh, cute, both Cubers. Um, who else did they do? Like, uh, God, I can't remember the other. All I remember is just the Cubers doing that. Yeah. The, already, Jim Lee already left. That's yeah. Did you, did you like when they pulled out Wolverine's Adamantium? <laughs> Or did that piss you off? I, I I wasn't a big fan of that. What about wiping up uh, wiping up uh, Magneto's brain? Yeah, like probably one of my least favorite X-Men moments. And really? Even like that Wolverine with the when he kind of went kind of feral 
he had that weird like Ninja Turtle kind of mask bandana gimmick and he just looked all beastly like I think that might have been because you might not have been reading Wolverine at the time yeah because if you were reading Wolverine at the time that's when he got into the real nitty gritty of yeah. like, his own better bad guys like remember Albert and the, that little girl that was on oh yeah, yeah like, that, that always made me pop hardcore I I, I I love the action figure I, I, that you know going back to the the cartoon the, that toy line was just awesome which ones did you have I had I pretty much had everybody I I still have most of my toy biz collection like and yeah it's still adding to it like I, every now like a couple of years ago I got drunk and woke up with all these emails from eBay like I had I had bought like I want to say like maybe 10 years ago I had bought like I rebought the Sentinel because I was missing yeah. a piece I bought the Blackbird because I had never had it um, and then uh, I also bought the entirety of Age of Apocalypse and the Phalanx Covenant yeah somehow I got them for like 50 bucks each yeah and they were all pristine did you did you uh, did you like Age of Apocalypse I love I love the story I think that was, like, one of the first stories, like, I, because, you know, being a kid, like, just collecting, oh, this cover looks cool, and this, that, I think that was, like, one of the first stories, like, I sat down, like, read everything back to back, like. Did you get suckered into the, uh, the crazy, uh, variant cover thing? For the yeah, I, I, I've always been that guy, I still do. What do you still, like, are you, do you read comics still, like, uh, right Yeah, here? I, like, the X-Men stuff, I'm... I kind of fell off for a little bit from working on getting to the newer X-Men stuff. Uh, Teen Titans was always one of my favorites, too. And, uh, what else? Uh, Justice League, I don't know. Depends on who's on the team up. Like, like the 80s Justice League was probably one of my favorites. Like, I love Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. I've never met anyone that said that. I met one guy one time that said he was a big uh, Guy Gardner fan. I'm like, yeah. what? I'm like, okay, that's, that's actually really cool. When they uh, they had a Booster Gold on Smallville, and they were doing all the, like, little promos and stuff for him, they had, like, a dollar sign, like, in the S on his name. Oh, and, like, awesome. I, I legit put that dollar sign on, on the crash for a while. Like... Uh, one of the reasons I want to bring up comic books is because one of the whole reasons this podcast exists is because I really see no lines uh, between wrestling and comic books. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was waiting for that. You guys are real-life superheroes yeah. out there, man. Uh, how do people... Do people react to you like a superhero, like especially the kids? Oh, totally, like... You know, they want your autograph picture, and just they just look like, oh my god, like this guy's like larger than life. Like it's a cool feeling. Give it back. Like how, how do the kids react to you? Like you got some kids hating on you, or you got some kids always loving you? For the most part, I, like the kids love me, exception for uh, when I I turned my back on Captain Stevens with my my first show back, and I laid him out with a chair, and I was hitting him. And I turned over and to see these two little girls just crying. I'm like, <laughs> like man, this is like, this is, you know, this is some good heat. But at the same time, I'm like, damn. Like, made some little kids cry. I don't want to make any kids cry. <laughs> a couple years ago, I, uh, for Halloween, I bought the uh, Saw Pink costume. Yeah. And outside of my house, I sat on a bench and just kind of went limp with a, with a, with a candy bowl. And uh, every day, I, I scared the shit out of a ton of people because it was a hideous costume. It was yeah. nasty. Kids would get in front of me. You didn't have to be like, raw. You just had to 
move your head just the slightest little bit. But this little bumblebee girl came up, and I was like, okay, don't scare her. But then, like, I moved it accidentally, and she threw her candy down and ran for the fucking hills. And I'm like, oh, no, I have to help yeah. her feel better. So I take off after her. I take the mask off, and then I realize, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm chasing her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chasing her. Like that little girl's gonna remember me forever. Oh man. What do you uh, What do you got planned for tonight, man? I know uh, this, this this won't come out until uh, until uh, Monday. Uh, any uh, previews you can give me? I'm just trying to go all out tonight. Like whatever happens, happens. Like I'm not I'm not really caring if I get hurt. Like. I just want to deliver, give the people a good show tonight, overall. Who are you going up against tonight? It's, uh, Captain Steve, last man standing match. Is that one of your favorite type matches, or you prefer, like, Lumberjack, or... It, it's going to be my second time doing one, so it should be interesting how it all plays out. I mean, the whole, keeping every, so much storytelling goes into a match like this, like, just kind of building up to the bigger spots and whatnot. When it comes to your day-to-day life, though, are you just constantly thinking about wrestling? All the time. Like, I don't think there's ever a moment. Like, I'll be watching wrestling. Like, I'll have it on my TV, and I'll be watching something on on my phone too at the same time. Like, what do you watch? I so brands. I mean, I I, I love Ring of Honor. Uh, NWA Power has been awesome. It's like the best one, right? Yeah, it's literally it's probably my favorite. And you know, uh, I don't really. Not that I hate WWE. I just usually I don't. I'm not. I'm kind of busy on Monday nights and stuff. So I'll catch replays of Raw. But I pretty much watch everything AEW and NXT on Wednesday nights. That's honestly probably my favorite night right now. Wednesday is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, yeah. All the, the AEW, like all the stuff they're doing, like uh, I, I went, I went crazy seeing DDP doing all the stuff. Like I pop every, yeah. so hard for DDP. I mean, shoot, Dustin, Dustin, like he looks phenomenal. He's like in his fifties. Can't believe how good. Oh, no, let me phrase it. I can believe it. I'm just so happy to see it. Yeah. Finally. After years of him being like pushed back. Yeah. Remember? Remember in like the mid, like late '90s when like gold dust was yeah. getting really fruity and like make, making everyone really uncomfortable, but we loved it. And, yeah. and then they put the kibosh on it and they really neutered him from it. And then now it's it's like he. I always felt like he was always holding back, but they're making him hold back. And then now the the raids are off and the moves he delivers are ever like. Maybe do like four yeah. spots and just pull it off. How do you like anything in particular you like about what he's doing? Like it's him reinventing himself. Like he, uh, a couple weeks ago when he was having that match with Sammy Guevara, did the Canadian Destroyer on the on the apron. I'm like, wow. It just, yeah, everything he's doing is changing up different moves. The I love the stuff you know, teaming with his brother, and he did the thing with the Young Bucks and that six man tag. Like everything he's doing, just fire. Like, who are your guys in uh, NWA that you like most? Uh, I have to be kind of biased, but uh, uh, Royce Isaacs. Uh, he trained down. He, he trained down here at the the butcher shop for Primos up in Denver. So I got to see him when he first started. And he's such a good guy. So, like, seeing him on this big stage, it's like, it's awesome. Uh, I always forget his name. Uh, the guy that has the TV championship right now. I love that guy. Oh, uh... 
Uh, it's a good if you don't remember it because it always exceeds my team. But uh, when, when he first made his, when he came out with the belt for the first time after winning it, yeah. review, and he was like, "Let's do this shit. Let's right now." Yeah. And I'm like, "Hell yes! That's what I want to see. Want to see someone like want to keep that going instead of like, I, I'm not too much of a fan of the chicken shit uh, yeah. champions that go, yeah. oh no. But him wanting to do that, I love that promo Nick Aldis did with. Um, uh, Marty, yeah. weeks ago, like, like I wanted to cry. That was. Hey, he's like Nick Aldis. I think has been kind of underrated for like longest time. Like, I think he had everything. Like, he could have been like even a top guy WWE and like all these places. So I, I'm I'm happy to see him getting his dude. Any of the dudes in Japan that you like the most? Uh, I guess he's kind of like Chase Owens, probably one of my favorites. Uh, Switchblade. Switchblade. Uh, I'm into. It's like I, I love seeing him over there. Every time. Yeah. I like the Young Lions uh, gimmick the most. For yeah. Some, for some reason, I just I, I like the honor behind it. Yeah. Uh, building your brand, like watching, like if you got the the network, you getting to pull up old uh, Okada mask uh, yeah. matches before like anyone knew who he was before he was Okado yeah. in uh, in Impact and Teenager Impact or whatever they wanted whatever it was called at the time. Aren't, isn't there the rumor mill saying they're trying to sign him now? WWE? I heard that, that they're throwing a lot of money at him. And I, I, I'm praying to whatever deity will listen to me. Yeah. To, like, please, no. Like, at least anything but WWE. Yeah. Do you think he needs the money? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, New Japan's pretty big, like, doing all those shows and branch out to America. And... Where would you go if you could? Or is there, if, if, if you could pick your path, where would you go? I I would love to work in Mexico. Like really? that's been like a goal for a while. Like uh, I always love the lucha libre style. Like, and I've had some people like, oh, you should you should go down there. Like you make some money. It's like it's definitely on my bucket list. Like something I want to do. Hopefully in the near future. Mexican Indies or just straight to AAA. I mean, I honestly, right now, like, if I could get on the indies, like, I would do it in a heartbeat. I, I think it's in there, man. Like, I definitely think it's in the cards for you. Hell yeah. You just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, every now and then, someone will ask me, like, hey, when are you going to have me on the podcast? Like, <laughs> I'd love to have you on the podcast. Um, but fortunately, I have been very blessed with you guys pointing to me to the next guy. Yeah. And everyone pointed at you. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, dude, when uh, you posted that the other day, the people were giving you shit. I want to, like, tell me who they fucking are. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, that, that wasn't cool to me. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm not that kind of dude that likes to air out their laundry, yeah. dirty laundry to social media, but it's like, you know, had a match and these people that are just like trying to just talk shit to talk shit people that have come out of the woodwork only for like when names in town or whatever like saying stuff and I let it get to me but it was like you know what like F these people like you know I don't do it for them like at the end of the day it's like I'm doing this for me no, that, make, that, made, that makes me happy, man, because I can actually tell it. Not, you've always shook my hand, and you shake everyone's hand. Yeah. Like that's, that's, it, it stands out, and that's one of the things I love the most about Colorado. And I'm hoping that uh, you guys are going to keep me on your uh, radar to say yes when I, when I ask, because 
my point is to try to get Colorado wrestling. Oh, totally. Anyone that would want to come to Colorado. Yeah, like, this is the best it's been ever. Like, every promotion's killing it. Primos. Uh, uh, yeah, Primos, Rocky, respect. Rock, respect, Rocky Mountain yep. Pro, Lucha Libre and Laughs, New Era, CSW, CSW. Uh, Legacy, Lucha Libre. Like, everybody's, like, killing it. And it, it's like... For you know, for these fans, it's like different flavors of ice cream. Like, go ahead and take a pick. Like, you did a so deathmatch the other day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of different flavors. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I got excited. Yeah, that was uh, Primo's Premier Wrestling, Pre- my home in Denver. Uh, yeah. Uh, the whole deathmatch scene is—it's crazy. Who are you up against? I was wrestling XJ Chaos, a Juggalo kid, very, very talented. Like. Cruiserweight, like uh, we had a really fun match. It was kind of is one one of my kind of favorite moments in wrestling because uh, we were just standing in the ring. We didn't even like hit each other, or lock up or anything yet, and they're just going back and forth, chanting both our names. Like we were both super over. Didn't even do nothing. Like it, it was a great feeling. Where was the show? Uh, we were at the Roxy Theater up in Denver. Right on. Oh, that was. Uh, was are you talking about? Uh, was that the Cole Cabana show? Yeah, yeah. Cole Cabana show. So we had. Uh, there was a wrestling showcase before that. Lots of great uh, wrestling matches, and then we did. There was like a band in between, and then we did the death, the neon lights uh, bar fight death match. Um, what would you say constitutes a death match? Because it's it's kind of loose. You're, you're yeah. not gonna die, but yeah, I mean, it, not everyone could do it. That's for sure. What weapons did you use? Uh, we had uh, we had the wiffle ball bat with the thumbtacks, chairs, signs, uh, staple guns. There was all kinds of random stuff that got thrown in the ring. There was a bunch of stuff we didn't even get to use. They they brought so much stuff, it was hard to pick through. Like, oh, what are we going to do? Which would hurt the most? Uh, some, of those, some of those signs hit just that whack. It's just like, ah, more of like an annoying kind of, kind of sting, but... Uh, you know, you're on that adrenaline. You really don't feel anything, and then like when it starts wearing down, like man, I feel like shit. How do you feel about death matches? Is it something that you're just really excited about? You every time you see a you know an ad for it, you're going to be there, or is it you got to use it sparingly? I, I I've, I've always I've always dug the style, like seeing Abula and uh, Abdullah and uh, you know Brody back in the day, and you know the CZW stuff. Like I always I was always kind of drawn to it, and. Uh, when uh, Primos started doing the Slave to Deathmatch tournaments and uh, I was like I have to be a part of this like I would just even if I just do one like I just I just wanted to at least say I did it and I've been fortunate enough to do multiple tournaments and uh, the no ring matches and it's it's been awesome and a lot of the guys I got to work with are such great storytellers and learned so much from these guys that you know People want to say, oh, you know, these guys are no talent, but, you know, they could probably go toe-to-toe with probably the best of them. I agree. Technically, like, like, Schlack, like, my God, he's so crazy. But you watch some of his stuff, like, you know, like some of his non-deathmatch stuff, like, that guy is a great worker. Who are, you, who are some of your favorite wrestlers here in uh, Colorado? Uh, or some of your closest buds, let me phrase that. Closest buds, uh... Uh, I am the provider. 
he's he's awesome. Like I've known him. He's like one of the first people I met. Like when I started wrestling, he already had a couple years on him. Uh, he's one of my favorites. One of the first guys, like promoters, just like believe in me right off the bat. Like uh, he always gave me opportunities when other people didn't believe in me. So he's definitely up there. Uh, Eric Angel. The, awesome. the Canadian Pitbulls, like, I always consider them, like, kind of like my wrestling Yodas. Like, no matter any kind of advice I needed, they're going to tell me if my stuff sucks, if it was great. Like, they're always going to be straight up with me. So, like, that was that was another uh, that was another kind of, like, pro coming back here was getting to be in a stable with Eric Angel. Like, so that's been awesome. Well, how do we find you on, uh, how do we find you online? How'd you... F- how do we find you? Like, where, like, oh, yeah. like Instagram, Twitter? Uh, yeah, uh, Big Daddy Crash on, or Crash Daddy 00 on Instagram. And uh, I got the Insatiable Johnny Crash uh, Facebook page. I've kind of slacked off over the years, to speak honestly, on the social media stuff. But uh, yeah, I need to get a Twitter and all that stuff going. But yeah, the Instagram and the Facebook are my main uh, pages right now. Any shows you got booked that we can promote? Let's see. Uh, I'm making my debut on uh, March March 13th for uh, for RCW up in Canyon City, and then uh, we got uh, I forget the exact date. We got Primer, Primo's Premier Pro Wrestling at the Watering Bowl coming up. I want to say it's the first Sunday of the month. I think so too. And then we got uh, May May 29th or March. March 29th at uh, your mom's house in Denver. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we got that show. And, uh, yeah, uh, I forgot the CSW date. That's bad. I'll, I'll, I'll dub it in. Yeah. <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure having you show, man. It's been a thrill. Yeah, man. Thank you for your time. Of course. Oh, Mr. Randy Rude, what's up? Oh, you got me hat. That's awesome. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're talking about UWO right now. Yeah, UWO for life, brother. Right. Oh. Boom. Rude Crash 2020. 20. That's right. 20? Crashing oh. parties one pirate at a time. And that's exactly what we're going to exactly. do tonight. We're going to crash parties. We're going to do what we do best. And that's destroy lives. Because it's an ugly world after all. And this is the man that's going to do it right here. When he leaves Captain Stevens, laying in the ring, out cold. And I think I might go ringside with you because I oh, got to be right there to see you. I, I would love to have you right oh, there. Oh, well, there it is. I said, I'll be there. There's going to be some sleazy Slavic guy hanging out tonight and, uh, <laughs> but uh man i'm so happy for this this is this has been great thanks again Mr. <laughs> thank Jeffrey you Crash. man thank yeah, you uh, minefields this transmission's ending it's oh, yeah? dangerous we're out